Hola, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. Before we get started with this episode, I have a quick question for you. What are you doing to improve your Spanish this summer? Summer is a time for vacations, for getting away, and you might even be planning on visiting a Spanish-speaking country. So it is the perfect time to improve your conversational skills because let's face it, if you've been learning Spanish for any length of time and you haven't been having regular conversations, you are going to fall behind. So this summer, we are not gonna let you do that. Here at Spanish Con Salsa, we are offering a summer boot camp. This is an eight-week boot camp that will focus on Caribbean Spanish and also Spanish grammar. So we're gonna be looking specifically at the past tense. A lot of people get confused between el imperfecto, el preterito, when do I use which one? And we're also gonna be exploring the Caribbean with Puerto Rican Spanish, Cuban Spanish, and Dominican Spanish. So you will have an opportunity opportunity to improve your Spanish and you'll also be able to attend regular conversation practice sessions facilitated by a native speaker all as a part of our Spanish fluency club this summer so if you are interested go to spanishconsalsa.com slash summer that's spanishconsalsa.com slash summer Registration is open now through Sunday. We have limited spots available. So if you're interested, I encourage you to press pause now before you listen to this episode. Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola y bienvenidos al episodio 33. Welcome to episode 33 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about one of the most critical skills to develop when learning Spanish, and that's listening comprehension. If you're like most Spanish learners, you probably find that you can understand Spanish better when you read it. You can figure out what many of the words mean, even if your vocabulary is limited, and that's because there are some similarities between Spanish and English. But... When you're listening to Spanish, even if you hear the exact same words you can understand perfectly when you are reading, you might find it difficult to make out what's being said. And even worse, when someone starts talking to you in Spanish, or if you're just eavesdropping on a conversation between native Spanish speakers, you're unable to keep up with the fast pace of spoken Spanish. While you're busy trying to catch everything being said, the conversation has moved on and you've missed something critical and now you are completely lost. This makes the idea of starting a conversation with someone in Spanish really intimidating. And it's why you might even shy away from actually speaking the Spanish you do know. Even if you feel like you know what to say, you're afraid you won't be able to understand someone when they respond to what you're saying. Now, this can be frustrating, especially if you've been making an effort to learn Spanish and to improve your listening skills. And I get it. It's completely normal. Believe it or not, this is a pretty common experience among language learners. I've had many of my coaching clients and members 
of the Spanish Consalsa community express the exact same frustration uh, that you might be having with your Spanish listening skills. The problem is with the way Spanish is generally taught and the way that we're told we should approach language learning. But don't worry, you are in good hands. I'll be going into some reasons this happens to us and how we can overcome it. Understanding spoken Spanish is an extremely important skill, and you have to get over this hurdle if you're going to reach true Spanish fluency. There's just no other way. Think about it. Wouldn't it be nice if you could understand Spanish with the same ease that you understand English? Well, I'm going to share with you the five top reasons that you struggle to understand fast-paced spoken Spanish. And more importantly, I'm going to share with you what you can do to really begin to improve your Spanish listening skills. Now, this is important because when you started learning Spanish, I doubt your goal was to get really good at reading and only vaguely understanding Spanish spoken very slowly by other native English speakers. I'm pretty sure that's not what you wanted to do. Most likely, you want to have conversations with native Spanish speakers. You want to connect with real people in your community, your family and friends. You want to travel throughout Latin America and be able to talk to people without fumbling around with Google Translate. So let's get to it. I'm going to explain exactly why you might find it difficult to understand spoken Spanish and a few tips to reverse this problem so you can get on the path to effortlessly understanding Spanish you hear from your friends, on the radio, and in your favorite songs. The first reason you might be struggling to understand spoken Spanish is really simple. It's a lack of vocabulary. Now, I know this might seem obvious, but the first obstacle that keeps us from understanding spoken Spanish is not having enough Spanish vocabulary in our word bank, so to speak. So if you don't know enough words in Spanish, you most likely will get lost when you're listening to any amount of extended speech. And if you learn words in isolation and without any context, you're much less likely to remember them. Add to that the many idiomatic expressions and phrases in Spanish that you might not even notice because you haven't been exposed to them. You may not even realize that combinations of words can have completely different meanings than words on their own. For example, the verb dar means to give, and the word cuenta means account or story. But when you put the phrase darse cuenta together, and you add that reflexive form of dar with the word cuenta, it actually means to realize. Okay, so if you hear someone saying, me di cuenta de que, you might be thinking, why are they giving themselves an account? Does that make any sense? <laughs> But it's a really common phrase, and if you haven't learned it or ever come across it before, and even if you came across it before but no one told you what it meant, uh, you'll be really, really lost in a lot of conversations because, again, it's a pretty common phrase. Another example that you may already have heard about is the very common verb tener, which means to have when it's on its own. But if it's followed by the word que, Q-U-E, it means must or have to, such as tengo que irme, which if you're unfamiliar with tener que, it means the person is telling you I have to leave. So simply knowing enough words and phrases can be a real impediment to your ability to both hear and understand spoken Spanish. Now the second reason understanding spoken Spanish can be difficult is what I call sound deafness. So sometimes we get very confused or we simply can't hear sounds that we're not familiar with. 
There are several letter sounds in Spanish that are similar to English, but the ones that are new to our ears can really be hard to comprehend. Letters like ñ, doble L, and the trilled double R sound, or R, can really trip up non-native Spanish speakers. This is because these sounds truly are foreign to us. We hear them, but we usually don't know how to properly pronounce them ourselves. This makes it even harder to recognize them, and they tend to divert our attention away from really trying to understand what we're hearing. That's because for us, these sounds truly are new, and our ears kind of need to adjust to hearing them because we may recognize them, but again, in a string of spoken speech, they really are just distractions that take us away from focusing on listening comprehension. The third complication we run into when hearing Spanish is being able to distinguish between words when they are linked together. Now I'm talking about the way people speak in the real world, not the slow, comforting speech in a Spanish course. Native Spanish speakers tend to say a long string of words all linked together, which is the main reason why Spanish sounds so fast to us. What we hear as fast is actually just normal paced Spanish speech. Now I know some Spanish speakers speak faster than others and sometimes I almost think it's a competition uh, between Spanish speakers from different countries to say who speaks the fastest. But in general, it all just sounds faster than we're comfortable with. And if you're not familiar with the intonation of the speaker, you'll find it almost impossible to differentiate between the words. We really do the same thing in English when you think about it. Rarely do we say, what did you do? It would sound more like, what'd you do? We're just used to it, so it doesn't sound fast to us. The thing is, when we learn Spanish, we usually learn one word at a time and only listen to excruciatingly slow speech. This is a mistake. Imagine if someone were to speak to you that way in English. People usually don't talk in single, separated, one-word sentences right? That would be very painful to listen to. It was even painful to talk that way. So if you think about it, if you're a native Spanish speaker, it doesn't sound natural to you to hear words separated and broken up and slow the way that English speakers who are learning Spanish may speak the language. But unfortunately, this is how we learn Spanish. And so we speak it the same way. This means when we're exposed to Spanish in the real world, we are in shock because they speak at a normal pace. The fourth obstacle to improving your listening skills is brain freeze. Now, I'm not talking about the type of brain freeze you get when you eat too much ice cream too quickly, but I'm talking about when your mind literally freezes out of fear, anxiety, and intimidation. You might have experienced something like this before when taking a formal test in school, or if you've practiced a dance choreography or playing a song on an instrument, you might actually know the material I mean, you've reviewed and practiced it over a hundred times, but you get this type of performance anxiety when it comes time to take the test or play or perform in front of an audience. The same thing can happen with listening in Spanish. This is especially true if you've tried to listen to Spanish several times and you couldn't understand what you heard. This gives your brain the signal, uh-oh, here's that thing we failed at again. And if it was in a social situation, meaning around at least one other person, our brain interprets that type of pain the same way as physical pain. So if you think about that, it really has an impact on us 
when we tried to listen to Spanish before, it sounded too fast or we didn't recognize a word or a phrase and we got demotivated, but our brain really recorded that memory as something akin to being almost stabbed, right? I know it sounds dramatic, but your brain really doesn't know the difference between social pain from being embarrassed in front of other people or feeling like you made a mistake and actual physical pain sensations to the body. So that's really powerful and we might not think about it when it comes to listening comprehension. We may think about it more when it comes to speaking, but it really does color our experience the minute we know someone is about to speak to us in Spanish. Our brain literally goes, OMG, (laughs) what's about to happen? I'm not gonna get this. And that sets us up for failure. So when you have these type of moments, the part of your brain responsible for this phenomenon is called the amygdala. And that's what goes into our fight or flight mode, which usually results in us freezing or getting stuck. Now, once this part of our brain is aroused and activated, it can be almost impossible to understand anything. It literally shuts down our ability to access the thinking parts of our brain, such as the prefrontal cortex that are responsible for our executive function. And I'm getting a little bit into sort of the neuroscience basis for this. But the important thing to just keep in mind is that when you are in that state of fight or flight or freeze, really, it's impossible for your brain to access the parts that it needs to, to actually retrieve the vocabulary, to retrieve those previous memories of, oh, I heard that word before and I know how it sounds and I've heard these um, connected speech patterns before so I can actually recognize them. When you are in that fight or flight or frozen mode, you really can't access that part of your brain. So this can be a big problem, even if you already know the vocabulary and you're familiar with the sounds of Spanish. The last thing that makes it hard for Spanish learners to understand spoken language is unfamiliar accents and dialects. Sometimes you may come across someone that just sounds strange to you. It's not that your listening skills are poor, but no matter how hard you try, you may just struggle to understand anything this person says. In that case, you may have come across an unfamiliar accent or dialect of Spanish that you haven't heard before. And as a beginner, you probably won't be able to hear the differences and nuances of the Spanish language from different regions. Now, while this might be frustrating, you should be comforted to know that there are some dialects that even native Spanish speakers have a hard time understanding. So let's review the five reasons you probably find it hard to understand native Spanish speakers. They are number one, lack of vocabulary. Number two, sound deafness. Number three, not understanding linked words, number four, brain freeze, and number five, unfamiliar accents and dialects. So now that we've got those five reasons identified, let's talk about how we can fix this listening comprehension problem once and for all. Let's first talk about how to tackle the issue of vocabulary. That was the first thing we identified as a reason that you may struggle with listening skills in Spanish. So first you'll wanna change the way you think about learning vocabulary. Instead of just trying to memorize word frequency lists, it's better to learn words in context. So what this means is you'll need to find authentic audio in Spanish that's spoken by native Spanish speakers and it's really helpful if you can find that audio with an accurate transcript. You might also wanna change the way you study vocabulary. So instead of just making flashcards with individual words, 
It's much better if you note complete phrases and examples of how to use the word in context. Now, if you can make your example uh, a little bit silly or funny or have some type of image associated with it that stands out, uh, that's better. But you do want it to be a practical use of the word that will help you with the context. But these are things that will help them stand out in your memory in the long term. So when you go back to review your vocabulary, you really want to have an idea of how it should be used. So this context also helps jog your memory, which helps with recalling the vocabulary later when you hear it. Another thing you'll want to do is to learn common phrases. So like I mentioned earlier, if you come across a phrase that you're not familiar with, you'll completely get lost and you won't be following what's going on when you're listening to spoken Spanish. So it's really important to become familiar with the most common Spanish phrases and the idiomatic expressions that you'll probably hear a lot from native speakers. This is going to keep you from getting confused and you won't lose the context while you're listening to longer stretches of speech. And most importantly for listening comprehension, you should review vocabulary with audio to avoid what I call your inner gringo voice from destroying your listening skills. Often when we're just reading in Spanish, we're reading along with our internal voice. Some of us sort of read with a little voice in our head. And unfortunately, this voice probably is riddled with pronunciation errors and mistakes. That's why when you're learning new words, it's critical to hear how the word is supposed to sound first so you get the sounds, syllable stresses, and intonation recorded in your brain properly. This will make learning vocabulary so much more effective and your ears will be much more likely to understand what they're hearing when you come across that word again spoken by a native Spanish speaker. Now to do this, you can use a site like Forvo or Rhinospike, and you can actually hear native Spanish speakers repeating different words and phrases that have been requested uh, by the community. And you can even post your own text that you'd like someone to record for you so you can hear how a word or phrase is pronounced. Now, usually you'll also have to contribute to these communities by providing some English recordings as well in response to other users' requests. Uh, and that's just sort of the way that you get to get your personal request answered as well. But if you don't want to wait for that, another idea is to ask your tutor or a, a language exchange partner to record a quick MP3 for you with a list of words and their example phrases. This will create your own personalized listening comprehension resource that you can listen to while you're in the car or while you're going for a walk, and it'll have content that's relevant to you. That can be a great way to practice listening to spoken Spanish to really start to train your ear for the language. This is a great technique that I've used before for myself and also for my son when I needed to get some more child appropriate phrases that he needed to say. Um, I got an MP3 file created and it's something we can listen to in the car. And these can be pretty short. You can maybe include five to 10 phrases and their examples, uh, give specific instructions for how you'd like it recorded. I usually recommend having them uh, record the word once or twice, um, repeating it slower, and then giving the example and repeating the word again. So however it works best for you, but just make sure you're very clear with what you want recorded. So it's a really powerful way to practice your listening comprehension and also improve your vocabulary at the same time. 
Okay, so that's all I have time for in this episode, but we are not done. If you'd like to hear the rest of my Spanish listening comprehension tips, I'll explain more in my workshop, How to Train Your Ear to Understand the Fast Pace of Spoken Spanish. Now, you can sign up for that workshop completely free. Now, it's online, but it will only be available for a short time. So if you're thinking about improving your Spanish listening skills, now is the time to sign up. Just go to LearnSpanishConSalsa.com forward slash listen. That's LearnSpanishConSalsa.com forward slash listen. And you'll get immediate access to the free online workshop. I'm going to go further into these solutions and address all five of the listening comprehension problems that I talked about today. And I'll give you some practical steps that you can implement right away to start improving your ability to hear and understand spoken Spanish. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, check out LearnSpanishConSalsa.com forward slash listen and sign up for the free workshop. That is it for this episode of Learn Spanish Con Salsa. I hope exploring these five reasons you have trouble understanding native Spanish speakers has given you some insight into why it can be a struggle to keep up with spoken Spanish. And hopefully you've got some ideas now for how you can begin to tackle this hurdle to Spanish fluency. After all, if you truly want to be fluent in Spanish, you're going to have to be able to understand normal paced speech from native Spanish speakers. I hope today's episode, as always, has taken you one step closer from beginner to bilingual. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com.